Welcome to the MLM.com podcast. I'm Nancy Tobler, your host. Today, we are excited to bring uh, to you Nikki Kiahoho. She has been a distributor in the past, and she currently works with companies and with distributors, uh, and she coaches them. It's a whole different philosophy, and you'll get to hear some of that in the podcast. She founded the DSWA, which is the Direct Selling World Alliance, to teach distributors and to support distributors in their businesses. We will be talking today about building strong communication between companies and distributors, talking about how to build trust with your distributors and how to help your distributors use communication tools, and and in particular, how to support mature distributors using technology. She also, we also asked her to reflect on the last 10 years and the COVID effect, the last two years. And she'll talk about the needs of customers and how expectations are changing there. And she also talks about millennials and the need companies have to reach out and to create trust with millennials. So let's get started. Nikki, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you, Nancy, and with everyone from MLM.com. Thank you. You have been a strong supporter, and I think you've been on two other podcasts, maybe three. Uh, I should have I should have double checked the number, but you've been on several before, and they're always uh, well liked and uh, listened to. So thank you for joining us again. So my first question was to to talk about how the industry has changed in the last ten years, and how that relates back to the importance of communication with your distributors. Or consultants. Mm. There, there have been a lot of changes over the last 10 years, but particularly over the last two years with COVID and the things that have happened in that area. The last 10 years, I think people are realizing that, especially because of COVID, that they thought they'd have a job for 25 years and retire and get the fake gold watch. Well, lots of them in the last couple of years didn't get the fake gold watch, they got the boot. Right. And, uh, and they're not able to continue in that format, particularly the people 55 and older, because they think, oh, you're washed up, you don't have enough time. And uh, we're all living proof that that's not the case, but there's some still people that think that way. Right. But yep, anyway, right. so in, in the last few years, we're bringing in more people than ever before into our business. We're on an upswing. And prior to that, what was going on was, um, I think a lot of companies were on their laurels that we've done well for all these years. So these legacy companies just kept doing things the same way. And what they realized is we've got to make some adjustments. And those adjustments would include things to reach those millennials, to use technology, to have apps, to have um, SMS ability to text people. It's learning that today's person has a very full life. They all have full lives. So they're wanting to simplify things. They don't want it to be as hard as it was in the old days. So I think companies are making those adjustments. Those that are, are being very successful. Those that aren't, are kind of disappearing, which is very sad. So right. I think that the industry has has blossomed, is, is becoming what's happening today. Uh, we're innovative with new products and bringing in, you know, things like who would have thought eyelashes would be a, a full-on big company? Yeah, that but it uh, is. company and, up there in Idaho, uh, Red, Red, Asp- Red Aspen. Red Aspen yeah, had just yeah. went crazy. And COVID, they went crazy in COVID. Mm-hmm. I talked to those I ladies know. and I said, what is going on with eyelashes and COVID? Uh-huh. And uh, uh-huh. 
I guess we all needed to still feel pretty or we all have to watch our own faces now. And so it's, it's apparent. I think it's a combination. They couldn't go to a lash studio, so they wanted to know how to do it themselves. They were trying to save money, so they were looking right. for yeah, ways yeah. to save money. And that doing it yourself is part of that. Look at the nail companies that have just gone gangbusters. People yeah. couldn't leave their homes, so they did that. So yeah. I know that COVID had a big factor, but prior to COVID, we still were being innovative with our products. And right. our nutritional companies are really working to stand out, not to be a Me Too product. Right. They want to have something unusual and unique and a story. And it's just like, an oh, example, like Andy starting off one product, ProTandem. That's what they did, and they've expanded since then, but they had one very, very good product. And in the past, you had to have this whole array of products and have so many different choices. I think that people have realized it doesn't need to be like that. You don't need so many SKUs to have a successful company. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I think you hit on something. I think that older people are working longer and... uh, Mm -hmm that that's an uh, something that's sort of driven the business right where on average uh, our distributors are just a little bit older than the general population uh, but I also think you really hit on companies need to address young people and yeah. how they communicate and how right like you say how busy lives people with busy lives how they communicate yeah I think that's mm-hmm. That's perfect. And, and and the old way was kind of like it was we had control over those over our field. We thought that we were kind of like their boss. And especially the millennials do not want a boss. Right. They don't want a boss. They want to be their own boss. They're not going to fire themselves. They want to own their own destiny. So we have learned that instead of just training, training, telling, telling, making sure they knew what to do, you do this first, this second, there's more of a coach approach that is happening to give people the ability to think for themselves. And so we've noticed over the last, because we've been teaching about coaching for 20 years, over the last 10 years, something that we have noticed is companies are embracing this more because it makes the people feel empowered and feel like they are making choices and decisions based on themselves. The other thing that I think we've really gotten in control of is our compliance. Mm, we had a yeah. lot of, wild horses out there just saying whatever they wanted to say and this will cure cancer and all those things and i think companies are taking much greater control over compliance that giving guidelines letting people know do compliance uh assessments i mean all kinds of things so that the companies can be there for a long time and when the field knows that hey if we follow the rules and we are compliant our company won't get into trouble and we'll still be here so educating them about that has been a new factor too yeah, I think yeah, I think uh, compliance. COVID also brought compliance back up, right? Right out of the gate, mm-hmm. uh, we got uh, slapped. Uh, don't say that your product uh, cures COVID. And uh, I think it's almost easier now than it's ever been before, because we're all doing so much with social media. It's easier to find people who are not in compliance. So it's yes. sort of a double-edged yes. sword. Technology is. Uh, so uh, the next question I had is, how are companies doing? How would you rate companies overall in their communication with distributors? Are they doing above average, below average, or better than they used to be, less effective? It, it's all over the board. Okay. For some reason, some companies 
feel like they know what to do. We don't need to tell them. They just need to go do it. And they'll say things like, just talk to more people. Just talk to more people. Well, they don't know what to say to engage more people. Right. So um, that strategy is not very effective. I think the companies that have embraced, you know, texting, that have embraced a Zoom or a technology such as this, that have uh, brought to the forefront um, an app where you can easily reach people and make them feel part of the community. Again, a part of this has to do with COVID. We were all scattered all over the country, all over the world without a feeling of belonging. Right. So it was even more critical than ever before to communicate at a higher level and working with your leaders first, communicating with those leaders so they have an insight into what's happened and get their feedback versus saying, hey, we're changing the comp plan next week. That Those days are gone if you want to keep people engaged in your company. So getting to those leaders, getting their feedback, asking questions of them to understand how is what is the best approach to address this with the field, I, I think is building a stronger sense of community. You know, the big part of community is communication. Right. And without it, you really don't have a community. Right. So that's for every company to ask themselves, what can we do to improve our communication with the field? What can we do to make the field feel heard and valued? Two very important words. Right. And when companies figure that out, they have more longevity and they have happier um, members of their organization, which in turn aren't looking for other things and running from company to company to company or building 10 companies at once. Or be, yeah, or as you say, be in uh, multiple companies at once, which I, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know that that's a necessarily a bad thing, but it, one of the things I've always thought, and I have attended your coach's school, and uh, I, I loved it, and I'm going to oversimplify it. I know this is going to sound over simple, uh, but the way mm -hmm. I see what you teach is rather than communicate at, communicate with. And th Very that's sort of yes. that one sentence that says, this is really what Nikki is trying to get me to learn. I need to listen, mm -hmm. right, which is with. Mm -hmm. uh, I need to ask questions that are relevant and pertinent to both of us, not just out of the sky kinds of things. So anyway, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, Very true. And the thing about those questions, see, people taught about asking questions before. They were leading questions, questions that led people where they wanted them to right. go right. or where they would get a yes. Right. And that's not that's not true coaching. Coaching is meeting somebody where they are and taking them where they want to go, not where I think they can go or where right. they oppose, where they choose to go and how to do that. It empowers people. So those questions are open-ended, empowering questions. And you said a key factor there, you know, listening. When people feel heard, they feel valued. Right. So the... The opposite of that is if they have a sense or a feeling that they're not being heard, their opinion doesn't matter, that they just get what comes to them, they don't feel valued. Right. And people will walk away from a million-dollar income when they don't feel valued. Right. Yeah, it's always surprising Important. me when a top distributor walks away, but I've, I've seen it happen. Uh, it doesn't happen all the time, I don't think, but I have seen it happen, and I think you're right. I think uh, not feeling heard and uh feeling like things are 
are one-sided. So, yeah. Yes. Uh, one thing on communication with your field, how do you, uh, one of the things I was sort of thinking about was technology and more mature distributors. Have you got suggestions there that companies need to do or mm. think about? Uh, yes. <laughs> you know, the millennials seem to pick up technology very well. Um, and I am going to add this. Many millennials are very good with technology. They are not as good with emotional intelligence. Mm. And that's an area both Grace and I got certified at the high level in emotional intelligence during COVID because we know that is a challenge that's coming up right now. People don't know how to speak and communicate. They can text all day. So all the millennials are very good with technology. It was scary to a lot of people, 50, 55 and older, when Zoom came up and said, oh, what do I do? What, where is my camera? How do I, what is a microphone? How, do, how does that work? And yeah. they were very scared and afraid of using the new technology or holding a party on, on Zoom or, or something of that nature to engage people. So we didn't necessarily teach the use of the technology at companies, which could have been a one-on-one. We didn't necessarily teach how to engage people using technology right? because it's different. It's not just talking at people. It's drawing from people to yeah. have them really be engaged in the process. So we missed the boat in some companies on that. We also missed the boat on the companies that said, hey, this is gonna pass, it's gonna go away. Let's just keep doing what we've been doing for 40 years, it's worked, let's stay with it. And they really went through a scary period. The yeah. ones that embraced technology early on and taught the people how to use it, taught them the importance of it. And right. that they didn't have to be perfect, they just needed to know some skills to work on it and to improve. Yeah, I think the one thing I see sometimes is that people can be good in person and great at connection and it's all it's almost electric to talk to them in person. But mm -hmm. when they got onto Zoom, they went back to I'm talking at you and you listen and I'm not mm. going to hear from you. So that was sort of a an effect I saw that I, I think people got better yes. at, but early on. It, it, they, it was a challenge. And one of our best-selling classes was how to engage people using technology. Right. Because it, it they didn't know how to. They didn't know how to ask questions. They didn't know how to pause. They didn't know how to do a breakout room, how to use the chat. Those kinds of additional tools that come with it so that people feel like they're in a room with you. There's a feeling that you can come across with, with technology. It has a lot to do with your voice, your pitch, your speed, and and the quality of the questions that you ask to engage people, as you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's shift from communication to the distributor to customers. And I just wanna put a plug in for your expertise here. You started out as a distributor. You've worked with companies on the company side, but you've worked with lots and lots. And well, most, I think, of your people are distributors that join your DSWA. So you really have a handle on that distributor side and I think the customer side. So tell us how have customer needs or people changed in the last 10 years as well? I think customers are more savvy. They have more choices. They can all know how to go on and get onto Amazon. So they can go buy products anywhere. 
what they are looking for is someone that one cares about them that they feel they're connected to versus just a company or a website that uh, that understands them that it cares about their needs the customer wants to know you know me versus i'm just another number so the companies that did those things like set up a preferred customer program or had their their brochures go out to people some of the older companies still do the 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 paper brochures or mail out things and some of the newer companies only do online because people have kind of figured that out but they keep them abreast of new products they do new product launches for the customers so they let the customer know we've got a great new eye product and let's show you a demonstration of what that looks like and how to utilize it so they again communicate more effectively with the customer. The one thing I'm gonna say about that, the distributor must know, because this is happening right now, the distributor must know that the company's connection with the customer is not to acquire those names so that they can go direct to the customer. They've gotta talk about that so that the field person isn't thinking, hey, they're just trying to go after my people and they're gonna take them from me. Um, and a lot of companies are moving from having a, a multi-level or a party fund company to a straight out affiliate program. It's right. happening a lot right, right. now. Right. And so they're thinking, if they don't trust you, is it party light so that just changed? Party light just went to straight affiliate. I'm trying to remember what there's, company just did. It there's about. a whole, yeah, but there's a lot of them. Are there's there? a lot of them that are doing it right now. And, and the, and the fear from the field is I'm going to lose my, commissions i'm going to lose what it is that i've been that i've worked so hard for all my life right so the company has got to have great trust with their field for them to know that's not what our intention we know this business wouldn't be what it is without you so i feel the customer communication is important and yet communicating with your field to let them know this is in support of you Right. And what you're wanting to do with your business. Right. How can we help you? Right. It's a, yeah, I mm-hmm. think that's mm-hmm. vital. Uh, here's some ideas, right? Here are some strategies we've seen work. And mm-hmm. our job is to be here to support you and you to support your customers. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, one thing you said early on was that we, they need to build a relationship. And I've been looking a lot at that in the academic research to see what's been done and how trust is built right in, in uh, online and social media. And it's just mm-hmm. fascinating that we really, we really need people. It, it, it mm-hmm. social media just makes it all the more apparent. We need people mm-hmm. and we need people who validate us. And that's something that direct selling has done well in the past too, right? That, mm-hmm. you know, you, you chose a diet shake or whatever, and your team supports you as you go into this weight loss mode. And they, they validate mm-hmm. how you look and uh, how you feel and all of that. that. That's a plus, I think, for our industry. If I buy the shake at Walmart, nobody follows me home from Walmart to see how I did on my new shake. No, no one. And they don't care. No. Yeah. That's I, Part of that, what you just said there was through social media, one, the company relating to the customer is important. The, the field person having questions and, and, and 
comments and thoughts and pictures for their customers right. on on their their customer, you know, Facebook page or, or LinkedIn or whatever it may be, participating in podcasts and blogs and other things so that people know you're very active in this community. If you're selling beauty products, you are part of different groups that, that are about beauty products. So you keep on learning. It's our job as a distributor to communicate effectively with our customers and let them know about new things, new tips, new ideas, uh, new successes, all of that. If we're not communicating, just because that person's been a customer for 10 years doesn't mean they won't go someplace else. Right. And right. and I and I think sometimes we think, well, they've been with me forever. I don't need to communicate with them. They already know everything. They're, they're good. No. Let people know you value them, whether that be sending a birthday note, whether that be, you know, happy Hanukkah, whatever it is, is something to let somebody know you know they're there. Yeah. And you can do that using technology. Yeah. I was thinking about one story I heard, and I, su- I suspect it happened millions of times, but uh, this woman posted somewhere, and I can't, I wish I had kept it, and she said, the only person that talked to me in three months was my Mary Kay distributor. And oh, I thought, that's beautiful. yeah, that isn't that that's powerful, right? Uh, I had a personal mm-hmm. relationship and she didn't reach out to sell me a product. She reached out to see if I was okay. And I thought that that is power, right? That's what a distributor can do, right? It makes you feel good, yes. right? That is so exciting to me because we have pounded on that this whole time. We have said, call because you care. Right. Just go down the list of everybody and let them know how are you doing through COVID. It's not to sell the product. It's to make that connection. Let people know that you care. The yeah. product will follow. Sales follow when you do the right things, when you're good to people up front, when you build relationships. They want to do business with you. You don't need to force them into a sale or call, well, I haven't met my quota this month and I really need just another fifty dollars what can i what, what do you want to buy today yeah. that's not the answer yeah it's exactly. about the relationship yeah so I'm, I'm excited because we worked with a lot of those people in that company and thought exactly that somebody <laughs> did it it's exciting to me. yeah <laughs> it is exciting uh, i was thinking mm-hmm. um of one other thing you said the last time you and i talked and it had to do with uh varying the way you contact people right look no realize that people are different right don't not everybody wants an email not everybody wants social media so maybe give us our tip your tip there on how what what tools should we use so that's one of the first things that you ask a new person on your team is what is the most effective way for me to communicate with you or what is the most effective way for us to connect with each other because somebody doesn't read their email but once a week. Right. But they answer their text immediately. Right. Someone else is, is a different approach. So, and with your customers, how would you like to receive information from me? Right. If you ask that and note it, you're going to do it for that person. Now you're thinking, oh, God, now i got to do three or four different ways. Well, what's it worth to you? Yeah, exactly. To keep that customer, <laughs> yeah, to make exactly. that sale, or be convenient for you? It's not about being convenient for us. It's about being convenient for that customer or that team member. So find out their best method of communication. And the hint will be if you send them 100 emails and they never responded, that's probably not the most effective way for them. And we have found that a personal call to somebody 
makes a huge difference. They're very honored. They're very honored. Yeah. So just going back and updating your database with contact and if you have a bad email and you've never edited that, well, if you give somebody a call, you might find out. Yeah, exactly. So don't this go with their best method of communication. Yeah. Yeah, great. As uh, uh, and as you say, I think you t- you said this last time. You have introverts and you have extroverts that will purchase from you. And if you treat them all like extroverts, which distributors tend to be more extrovert, uh, if you treat this, yes. treat them all like they're like you, uh, you you may miss out on a significant portion of what could be your relationship with this person so again ask them how do you want to be communicated with what kinds of information can I give to you uh what don't you ever want to see right and it does take a few more minutes but I think tools are catching up with us I think tools are getting a little bit better at saying I want to send an email to these people I want to send a text to these people and uh I think it's getting so interesting Nancy, you know, we have an offering that's special for people with Zoom. As a member of DSWA, we have a very good price point. With that Zoom comes an emotional intelligence software, where if it's you and I that are on this conversation, I can get an email afterwards that says, these are Nancy's hot buttons. These are words that Nancy perks up on. These are words that turn Nancy off. You know, so in other words, it really pretty much tells me how to sell to you, which wow. is really very exciting. I had People no idea you had that. There. I'm going to go out right now and try it because I uh-huh. I love it. Yeah. In fact, I was just talking to somebody uh, yesterday about another tool that can tell your biases. It, I think it comes out of Stanford uh-huh. and you you press positive or negative based on words you see, old or young, yes. some words you see, and it tells you what your prejudices are. And it's always surprising, wow. right, how much comes out of us in ways we uh-huh. don't realize. And I think emotional intelligence, if this can tell us about me, uh, that's fascinating, right? That's just more mm-hmm. information that can be used oh, to, yeah. yeah, to know Nancy better, right? I'm good at taking notes and listening at the same time. It's a skill I've taught myself from, from teaching for a long time, but not mm-hmm. everybody can do it, right? Not everybody can make no. those nuanced notes uh, while they're also mm-hmm. having a conversation. And that's well, also, Nancy, yeah. why understanding behavioral styles is so critical that's why we teach in coach school and do just classes on understanding people because you may not be exactly like me and it's up to us to adjust so what you know i'm just going to give you a quick story about a company that i went to visit and and when i walked into the building i already knew that company had to have a million s's steady people steady people are reserved and um people oriented so they're very kind gentle loving people but i already knew by several clues i'd looked at their website in advance i looked at the decor inside their building i looked at the products that they were selling and as i was talking with this company and the company is no longer here so i feel it's okay to share this but what what happened was i said how are you attracting business women to your business because there was not a picture of a person that looked like a business person. They all looked like they were then very, very nature type people. Um, 
Uh, they, everything attracted S's to their company. And the hint was the name was Quiet Places. Mm. Now think about an outgoing, outspoken, fun, wild woman wanting to be in quiet places. <laughs> so it started with the name of the company. And and this nice green, everything was speaking to the S. She said, we can't get she said, we can't get any business people. Yeah. And I said, would you like like some feedback around that? Would you be open to bring some feedback? Right. right. And she said, yes. So where on there do you show a businesswoman or a, just a fun, crazy person or a non-family person? Right. Or a, a senior right. or someone 18, your website. The website was all 30 to about 45. Yeah. And that's what their company attracted. Yeah. So, I feel like we've got to educate people and companies about how to attract and retain all different kinds of people right. and to speak the language of those people. So everything, when some when a company is writing up materials, they've got to speak to the D, the very direct, decisive person. Some things in there are to the point. Got to get some facts in there with that C, that cautious person, the reserved, task-oriented person. We've got to get some facts in there. That I, you've got to have fun, and they've got to see that there's some fun around this company, and there's good positive energy, and that you get to be with people, and you get to ha- do exciting things. And then the S is that we are a family. This is about harmony and peace. This is because most distributors are S's in our business, but you've got to attract some of the other people to have people feel that they belong. Right. The other thing that I think that we're missing on right now is the whole thing around diversity. I know people are trying, but I had a company ask me to review their their material. There was not one picture of a person that wasn't Caucasian. Right, exactly. It wasn't white. We've got to show Asians. We've got to show African-American, Hispanic, and in our PowerPoints, the things that we do, show diversity means everyone can belong here. Right. You You matter here. Right. And... I think we've missed the boat on that for a number of years. And right now we're trying. People are, I can tell people are trying. I hear it. I hear it. I hear it out there from companies, but we don't see it in the numbers yet. We're, we're not seeing it in the numbers yet. Uh, No, no, I agree. I agree. Well, wow. That uh, last information there was just incredibly powerful. So thanks for sharing that. Uh, let's mm-hmm. let's end today. I don't want to take too much of your time. And tell us uh, some exciting things that are happening now. I know you've got a couple of new things at DSWA. Tell us what's going on. Thank you, Nancy. Uh, the Direct Sign World Alliance is a um, it has grown over the last twenty years in what we offer, how we offer it. We've gone through all the adjustments and and had a lot of learning experiences. And now we're kind of hitting it with what exactly we can offer and give to people. So one of those things that we have have discovered is that the people that are out there are looking for a place that is safe, that is generic enough that it will fit with whatever company that they're with. And it's a safe place because there's no cross recruitment. They have a code of honor. I mean, it's all that type of thing. But we pivoted during COVID from everything being live events and being at conventions and doing all that to have everything being, you know, um, virtual. And so all of our coach schools have gone to virtual. We can do them in private groups, public groups, uh, small groups, corporate groups. Um, So that is a a big step. We also um, just 
just personally things that we finished. We finished our uh, women-owned minority-owned business, so we have can, can get things that are around government contracts. We have uh, uh, worked on our coaching school for educators because educators really need what we teach in coaching Absolutely. to engage those students. We have worked for two years really hard on our insurance program, and it's, we've got to launch this next week. Uh, the 5th of, of, um, of August, 8 p.m. Central, that we're going to be sharing some of those new products. What we found, there was a lot of people during COVID that um, had some emotional issues. There were people that were depressed and people that were, you know, anxious and anxiety and all that stuff. So we have a new product mix that's called the Tell a Friend Collection. So we hope everybody will tell their friends about it. With that, we have tele-docs, so somebody can, you know, get on to, with the doctor, tele-vet, so if they have a pet, tele-alert, so if they lose their mother that's got Alzheimer's or their college student or their child, that they can be found very quickly through that process, tele-behavior. And the whole package is $49.50 a month, which yeah. is pretty amazing, particularly yeah, because the tele-behavior program includes 13 and up children so for your teenagers, where they can be unlimited use with a psychologist, a therapist, or a counselor. And after three visits, they can pick which one they want to have their full time. Right. And they could go every day if they wanted to. That we brought to our profession, not because we have a lot of people that are not dealing with things. We brought it because everybody knows somebody that has had a tough time. Yep. And many people are out of insurance right now. Their right. partners lost their job and so they, they're either underinsured or have no insurance. And we have both full-on insurance, major medical, as well as um, non-insurance, such as this teledoc program is non-insurance product that we are bringing to the public so that they can stay in direct selling and really make a go of it. Yeah. So we continue to bring, and our app has every week a new video, every week a new article, every week a new social media post that comes directly to them through a push notification. That went out to full-blown. So we have a lot of new tools that are bringing things to people that they don't even have to go look. It just comes to them. Yeah. And I feel that's been a big help. So it's been an interesting few years and fun and We've maintained our, our members because for $8.95 a month, those distributors get great value. Oh, yeah. And oh, yes. I feel, Such a part. I feel good about what we've done with that. And I feel good that we have we have pivoted and are keeping up with like one call that we did that was a free call. Every month we do a free call. And that call was um, uh, how to what do you do when you get ghosted? Yeah, I, I mean, there were because uh, everybody has dealt with yeah, that. Everybody, or, myself uh, included. Every, yes. Yeah. There's a ton of different things because we hear it from people because we're coaching people in our classes. So we know what's going on out there and we continue to add and bring value. And um, I love what we get to do. So thank you, Nancy. Yeah, thank and thank you. you for being a part of what DSWA does. I yeah, don't know if everybody you. knows, but Nancy is on our on our board has a lot to contribute and we are very honored to have you uh, participating with some other great people yeah i've watched you since the very beginning right when you launched i've watched you this whole time and it's just been a wonderful wonderful our connection and i appreciate it a ton 
So thank you. Our time's about up. So I appreciate you. I appreciate that you take your time and I appreciate your expertise, right? Your your understanding from the distributor side is just very poignant, right? You just really get that mm-hmm. side of this equation. But you also are so good with corporate. So thank you for your expertise. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk to you again oh, soon. I hope. I appreciate it. Take right. care. Thanks. Aloha. Bye. We want to thank Nikki for her expertise and taking the time out of her busy schedule. And reach out to Nikki uh, if you are interested in her services. She, she is just excellent to work with. And I want to also thank Jana Bangader, Joshua Birch. Every time they make me look good and sound good. And I appreciate so much their work and their expertise. So this has been the MLM.com podcast, bringing you information and insight. We hope that you'll join us next time on the MLM.com podcast.